All right, hours before the offs finally start, and the best time in the hockey season is back. Uh, Puckwave Podcast is here. Two of our favorites. Josh, fun fact. I actually think you've been on the show the most out of anybody, besides like me and probably like Jackson. Nice. Another fun fact. More women listen to the podcast when you're on it than anybody else, <laughs> which is funny because it's just like an audio show. There's no visual, you know, representation. Yeah. Maybe there's something about my voice. Yeah, something about that. And a uh, good friend of ours, Tom Dunford, another fun fact. Basically, any good question or topic I brought up, like, any of the last, like, four podcasts were because of Tom. Because I'm, like, a fucking idiot. And Tom knows what he's talking about. So <laughs> he gave me some good topics, some good discussion pieces. And uh, he's here back now to talk about the playoffs. So, Tom, I know you're basically like bursting at the seams because you think what i think and i know i'm a stooge but you don't like my predictions uh where do you want to start with these playoffs man i think we should just attack the west and why not attack your western conference champions in the minnesota wild what on earth are you thinking so I picked them preseason. I just I liked them a lot last year after they traded for Flurry. Obviously, he's not going to be as big a factor, you know, this playoff. Uh, I just like their team a lot. I think they're built for the playoffs. I like Klinberg coming in. All their trade pieces have, you know, made a good impact. Kaprizov recently came back. He looks good. Matt Boldy is, you know, a legitimate superstar in the making. Do I love the Dallas matchup round one? No, because um, I would have loved to see Dallas go far, but, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. But I think that they can beat Dallas if Jake Ottinger, you know, doesn't replicate last year's playoff performance. Colorado's beaten up. Colorado, we sleep on, but then I feel like some people put too much stock into, so I'm not really sure. I think Minnesota could finally beat them. And then in the Western Conference, they or like the finals, they would play. I don't know who I even had them against. Either wasn't LA, I don't know, Vegas or something. I just think that they're a better team than them. So I'm not saying it's easy, but I think it's very doable for the Minnesota Wild to make it to the cup. It's funny, actually. It's funny that you, uh, you mentioned Colorado and you kind of just, you kind of just glossed over Seattle. I feel like a lot of people have been doing that and i'm a cracking fan a lot of people have just written seattle off in five they think seattle is not going to put up a fight it's just seattle they're just the expansion team i mean sure colorado may be better sure i have colorado winning but it's not going to be an easy matchup by any means and like you said colorado's beating up you have alex gorgiev in it he's not the best you don't have Landeskog, your own captain. Makar might be out. I mean, in in a realistic world, Seattle could take it. it. They could be a sneaky pick. I actually, I have Seattle winning that series. I think Seattle Ooh. in seven. That's probably my boldest prediction of the playoffs. I think. I just think losing a captain is so much bigger than maybe like your average hockey fan realizes. Um, and I don't, I don't think that this Colorado team is the same team that we've seen the past couple of years in the playoffs. And I think 
it, those home games in Seattle, I think will be crazy. I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll lose it. My prediction is they don't lose a game at home in the series and then find a way to sneak one on the road. So, um, yeah, I have, I'm going to take Seattle in seven in that one. And it's not even I, like, I don't want Seattle to do well. I obviously do. I'm a big fan of the Kraken. I love Matty Beniers. People compare him and I, cause we both have like enormous noses and that's like, you know, mean, but funny. Like I get it. But you said Tom about Colorado's goaltending. Seattle's situation is so much worse. I like, it is not good. It's not conducive to a long playoff run and Colorado could score way more than I think Seattle can. So that's why I feel like the avalanche have a better chance of, you know, beating them in six, seven games. Well, saying Colorado is going to win isn't that much of a hot take. Of course. On the flip side, though, including goal scoring, Edmonton taking on L.A., that's going to be a shootout match for the ages. L.A. is, like, good, but Edmonton is just so much better, I feel like. And a lot of people are really high on L.A., and Corpusalo has been a good pickup for them, but I is like is their worst part of their team better than Edmonton's worst part of their team? Like you know what I mean? Obviously, both teams can score, and Edmonton has you know the better players well, without a doubt. But I think LA got a lot better. At the trade deadline, I mean, Gavrikov's all right, but you got Yogi's Corposalo. I'm so grateful as just a hockey fan that you accepted the fact that Jonathan Quick has been dog water. Jonathan Quick wasn't good. And I was so sick of people hearing how about how they betrayed him or how he, how they like how the front office like messed it up or stuff. Jonathan Quick is old and he's washed and he's not even starting in Vegas. I think they made the smart decision with attacking and getting Yoni's Corposalo. With that said, I don't see it's not even Edmonton. It's just Connor McDavid himself. I don't see him allowing the Oilers to get bounced in round one. I agree. I agree with the quick point too. I think they held on to him for a few more years than they should have, just out of like out of loyalty, which is normal. I think you see that a lot when it like someone that was so good sticks with the team for so long, but I think it was time to get rid of them. And they realized that they have a, they have a legit playoff team this year. And I think they made the right move, but I, I don't see any way that they beat Edmonton. I mean, I think LA is good, but and I think Kopitar is a really, really good captain. I think he's one of the best two way players in the league and has been for so long, but I just don't, I, I mean, I could see if it, I think I have it going six games. I could see McDavid having, 15 points, and I just don't see any way that the Kings keep up with him in Dreisaitl. That series, I feel like, is going to be won by somebody who we didn't mention. So, Tom, is there somebody that sticks out to you on either side? It's going to be a huge X factor for one of these two. Matthias Ekholm. Edmonton's Matthias Ekholm. You made that trade. You traded Tyson Berry. You traded a couple draft picks. You picked up a defensive defenseman in Matthias Ekholm. The reason why it went to seven last year 
is because they didn't have a defense, and Connor McDavid had to single-handedly carry that team out of, like, seven to five wins. It was like the scores were like football scores, basically, or lacrosse scores. If you are going to win actual playoff hockey, Matthias Ekholm is going to be the difference maker. I think uh, I wanted to mention Zach Hyman, too. I think he gets like he just doesn't get talked about because he's playing with McDavid and Dreisaitl. But I mean, the guy had 36 goals and 47 assists. I mean, that's a. That's probably your leading scorer on 75% of the teams, but he was fourth on Edmonton. I think um, I think he could be a huge – it's hard to call him an X-actor when you're over a point per game or like a sneaky pick, but I think that's someone to watch out for too. Mine also isn't really that sneaky. It's just uh, a way for me to bring up Evander Kane. We saw how he kind of – I don't want to say took over the playoffs last year, but was uber productive. And he's shown that since he came back from the injuries, how well he can play with McDavid and Dreisaitl. So I feel like, you know, the two of them are obviously going to do their damage and then Evander Kane's going to, you know, either get some scraps or he's going to do something that will help this team eventually beat the LA Kings, I think, in six. I think along with the defense is goaltending. And goaltending to me is always going to be the X factor, which is a great transition into our final Western Conference matchup, which is Connor Hellebuck having to single-handedly carry the Winnipeg Jucks <coughs> past Vegas. Do we think that's going to happen? No. No, I, I, I think Winnipeg has the worst shot of winning the first round of any team. I can't wait for the Winnipeg Jets to finally go golfing. It's just been so past four months watching them. It's just so miserable and I've hated it and I hate them and I hate their fans and I can't wait till they're all gone. <laughs> I, um, I, I, I mean, I made a TikTok video about this. Follow my TikTok, Tom for 19. I made a TikTok video about this and it was, I, I just think Winnipeg just looks like they've given up. I mean, they're superstars. If you can even call them superstars, Pierre-Luc Dubois looks like he's just thinking about Montreal because that's the that's the worst hanging secret in hockey that he's going to Montreal. Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler look like Father Time have hit them like Dustin Bufflin does. Their goaltending is solid, but what about the rest of the defense? I mean, Neil Pionk is all right. Josh Morrissey, I mean, people call him Josh Morrissey, but besides those two, you don't really have that much on defense. Your depth is almost non-existent. Do you really think you could go up against a Vegas team even with shitty goaltending? Probably not. Yeah, I don't know if this is more embarrassing for me or for the Jets, but I think I could probably name, gun to my head, like five players on the Winnipeg Jets. They don't, like, they're not a team that you want to watch or know anything about. No. It's Hellebuck and then a bunch of people and, like, Kyle Connor. Yeah, Kyle Connor's nasty, but other than that, I don't think they have much of a shot. I have Vegas in five. Yeah, but there, there's there's a reason why I say Josh Morrissey, Neil Pionk, and the other defensemen. Because yeah. I don't know them. I don't know any other defensemen on that team. I I think Connor Hullabuck may be steal at home. I think yeah. you go back, you gotta have that whole leg out. That I mean, Steven, you're you're hating on the fans. I love their I love their fans. I love the chance they do. 
I think Connor Hellebuck steals one at home, maybe one on the road. But in the end, I just see – I love Bruce Cassidy. I'm a Bruins fan. I think we did Bruce Cassidy dirty. Did it work out for us? Yeah. But I still love the coach. And I think he's done a great job in Vegas. He's turned the culture around. And I just don't see him getting bounced around one. What about Jack Eichel's first playoff appearance? Obviously, we all think this would be an easy round for Vegas. But what do we expect to see from him round one? I think he'll play up to potential. I really do. I mean, this is it's not like this is his first time under pressure. In college, he was under pressure. He had to go in the bean pond. He, this isn't going to be his first rodeo. It's just on a burger scale. I think he'll pull it off, though. Yeah, I think I think he'll live up to expectations as well. I don't know if you'll see him put up numbers like maybe some guy, some other guys like McDavid in the King series, or maybe like Robertson or Kaprizov. But I think he'll do enough to get it done round one, especially against a weaker Jets team. I think he might look even a little bit better than he really is. Um, and then round two, I think they would play the. Uh, do they play the winner of Edmonton, L.A.? So then yeah. I, think, I think him versus McDavid, I mean, that'll probably be the storyline. I think obviously McDavid will outplay him, but if he can even do half of what McDavid does, I think their team's a little bit more solid. Maybe if you t- factor in both ends of the ice than Edmonton, I mean, I still would, I would still like Edmonton in that series, but I think he's ready for this. I think he's waited for this a long time, and I expect him to step up. Yeah, and Josh would know because, like, the streets have called him the Jack Eichel of the ECAC. So, like, yeah, I don't think anyone's calling me that. I, it's I've heard it said. It's been it's been said by people. Um, Tom, I know where you want to go on the East. Do you want to start with your favorite team? Do you want to save them for last? What matchup in the East do you want to talk about first? I mean. I feel like if we were talking about Boston, it'd be so quick, so we can just get them out of the way. Because, I mean, non-biasedly aside, I'm not crazy for thinking they win in five. I think I, I always try to put my bias aside. And my Stanley Cup winner is not Boston. My Easter Conference Finals champion is not Boston. But I do have them winning this series. I think it will be relatively easy. Alex Lyon, I call him the Lion King. I think he's awesome. I love Matthew Kachuk. I like Aaron Ekblad. I like Sam Reinhart. But I just don't think they're going to be able to match up with Boston very well. I don't see Boston sweeping them, but I also don't think it matters. Yeah, I've I've underlined on here Boston 5. I think... Um... They're just the best all-around team, obviously. And I think there's, like, the, the amount of press and media coverage they've gotten. I think Florida might be going into this series knowing that it's kind of over before it even starts. I think if if Boston doesn't win a series, it would probably be one of the biggest storylines of the year. So, I mean, I think Kachuk and Barkov are as good of a one-two punch as you'll find in the East – um, but I don't, I just don't think it's going to be enough. And I think Boston has the swagger and going into this series, they know they're the best team. So I have them in five. Tom, what do you make of this, uh, reformed third line, Charlie Coyle, uh, Taylor Hall, the other one? 
I forgot, forgot who it is. Yeah, Tyler Bertuzzi. What do you make of that third line finally, you know, all getting to play together in the playoffs? All I'm saying is uh, I definitely never talked trash about Tampa Bay using that LTIR. I, I definitely never said that's cheating. No way. I've been supporting that since uh, day one. <laughs> the, the the LTIR stuff aside, I do think it's a little, you know, little co coesh. But that aside, I think Taylor Hall, Charlie Coyle, and Tyler Bertuzzi, I'm looking forward to them with an asterisk. Because I'm writing an article about Boston's preview with Florida. And one of my two weaknesses for Boston is till depth to us part. Because I think you hear it about Boston, even in 2019, their top six is amazing. Their defense is good. Their goaltending is great. Their depth is never good. We have an amazing depth to the point where our third line could be a first line in almost 60% of the league's top lines. Will they show up and prove that is a different story? I'm confident, but I'm wary of it. Fair. It's a very valid point. I think um, I think they'll be fine. I'll just chime in real quick there. I think the, the experience between Hall and Coyle um, I think is enough. Like, I can't think of guys, a third line on any other playoff team that has as much experience as them. I mean, Bertuzzi is young. I think he had a relatively disappointing year if you look at numbers-wise. I think he, I don't even know if he had 10 goals. I know he only played in, like, high 40s or low 50s amount of games, but um, I think him being able to play with, Guys like Taylor Hall and Charlie Coyle will probably only elevate his performance in the playoffs. And like you said, that third line could be a lot of teams' top lines. Um, so I, I expect them, if they're matched up with Florida's third line or Florida's fourth line for the majority of their shifts, I think they're, they'll be able to take over games if Pasternak and Marchand and Bergeron aren't, aren't able to. I feel like something that isn't getting enough uh... – airtime is just how bad Florida's goaltending is. And besides the fact that, you know, up and down Boston's a better team, they have no chance because of their goaltending. You do not know who you're going to get each night. You don't know how many they'll let in because it's not, it's not how many they stop. It's how many like get past them. It's just going to never end and it's going to be an offensive onslaught and they're going to have to outscore Boston to win maybe the one game that they get, but I don't I don't really see them getting one. Maybe, you know, a few pucks bounce the right way and they get it, but I don't think that they'll beat Boston in any of the five games that they play. Josh, you had mentioned that if the Bruins lose, this will be the biggest story of the year. If Toronto loses, however, what happens then? That might be a close second then. I, I just think just because of the just because of setting the record, I think to set the wins record and then not win a playoff series would be crazy. But I think if, if Toronto if Toronto doesn't get out of the first round, I think that city might burn down. And then I think I think there's gonna be a lot of changes. It kind of, honestly like I don't know, they they I mean, getting matched up with Tampa Bay after the year they had is probably pretty disappointing to them although I don't think it's the same Tampa team 
that we've seen in the past. Um, I have Toronto in six. I could see it potentially going seven. Um, and I hate Toronto, so it really pains me to pick them. But I um, I agree. If, if they don't get out of the first round again, I mean, that might be more of a Canadian media thing than a than if Boston were to get bounced. But, I mean, Toronto's top ten in goals per game and goals allowed per game. I just I – I don't think Tampa can – like I said, I just don't think it's the same team, the same powerhouse team that we think of. They, they were one of the only teams, and I think them and them Islanders and Florida were the only three teams to not get to the 100-point mark as a team. So uh, I don't see them winning this one. I think I think Toronto's too stacked. But I've thought the same thing before and have been proven wrong. So I guess we'll see how this year shakes out. Uh, on paper, they the Maple Leafs are better. Offensively, they're better. Defensively, they're better. Goaltending, shaky, probably Tampa, but still. Two out of the three main spots, Toronto is better. Toronto looks faster. They look younger. They look like they just have more energy. They look like they wanted more. With that said, this should be an easy write-off. It should be Toronto. Why are we confident in that? How do you, if, how do you keep losing? Because it's not just Tampa. You played Columbus two or two or three years ago. You played Montreal. Montreal wouldn't have even made the playoffs had it ended, had the playoffs started like when the bubble happened. I mean, you, you play these teams and you still lose in the first round. That's a mental. Do they have the mental strength? They They have the same. It's not like Boston. With Boston getting into the second round, they have a new coach. I feel a little more confident. You still have Sheldon Keith behind the net. Yeah, your goaltending's changed for like the fourth year now in a row. Your defense looks the same. Morgan Riley turns it up in the playoffs, sure. But he hasn't looked himself this season. Austin Matthews has to be getting sick of the losing. Mitch Barner has had a fantastic season, but will it be enough? I don't know. It won't be. It it's Toronto we're talking about. Like we don't need to sugarcoat it. They'll find a way. Lightning and seven. I just don't get how though. Like from like a realistic standpoint, you should be beating that team. It's it's not like Carolina and New York where it's close. This is supposed to be an easy matchup for you. But it won't be. Yeah, the pressure the pressure thing's real, like you said. I think it kind of sucks for the players that it comes from like their own city's media, um, and it's not. I mean, I've never seen a team that's probably under more pressure going into the playoffs every year, and it's their own fault because they can't find a way to get out of the first round. But um, it is a real thing, and I'm sure they're going to be thinking about that going in. And like you said with Boston, man, like if they lost first round, it would be crazy. But you're talking about guys like. Bergeron, Marshawn, already have a cup. I mean, if they lost, I'm sure that that city would be would be upset. But they've they've kind of done their part in a way. I mean, there's not really anyone on Toronto who can. They they haven't brought anything to that city. 
Yeah. I, I think people, people would be able to overlook and forgive the Boston players a lot quicker than Toronto is going to forgive. I think if Toronto gets bounced first round, I think there's going to be a major, major trade that maybe no one sees coming. And Keith, will, I think Keith will be gone. I don't think. I don't think that's even a debate if they don't make it out of the first round again. So. I just think Vasilevsky in every playoff series he's played in for the past, I don't know, three, four years has been the best player on the ice. You know, whether it's in a literal sense or just in that moment, but until somebody unseeds them in the playoffs, I don't... And they beat this team last year. Yeah, both teams are largely different. More so Tampa Bay than Toronto. Tampa Bay got worse. Tampa or uh, Toronto got a lot better. But I just... It's it's the Maple Leaf way. We figure it out in the regular season, we think, and then we lose in seven in the playoffs. It's just how it's going to go. I don't really follow the Maple Leafs much. Did they pick up anyone at the deadline or not really? They got O'Reilly. That was about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. I mean, you're, you're, we're talking about pressure. At, at one point – I mean, Toronto's under pressure right now. At what point does Carolina start to feel pressure? I mean, I'm so sick of Carolina just getting bounced in the second and third round. They've been like this for like five or six years now, where they'll be really good in the regular season. They'll come to playoffs, and they're like expected to be this juggernaut, and then they're just not. They're yeah, not good in the playoffs. I think that's probably the result of a smaller market. Um, unlike Toronto, but I actually, I have Islanders in seven. That's my other bold prediction for this, for the East. I just think some, neither team has a point per game score. So I think that it's probably going to be a lower scoring series. And I, I'll take Sorokin and Varlamov over, uh, who do who the, who's Caroline even have? Uh, Freddie Anderson, Anderson, Coochie. Yeah, I mean, what Freddie Anderson was on all those Toronto teams that couldn't get out of the first round either. So, I mean, I know Carolina is good. Carolina is definitely better offensively. But then you look at their, you look at their individual stats, and I mean, they don't have a point per game score either. I think a lower scoring series favors the Islanders, and then I'll take I'll take the Islanders to steal one on the road, win all three at home, and I, I have Islanders in seven. I'll probably regret that in the crack and pick come about two weeks from now, but we'll see. If if you're ever gonna regret it, I'm regretting it too because I have the Islanders in seven. I I mean I think if you're an Islanders fan, you were hoping you would play Carolina in the first round. If you had to choose, I think people any Islanders you match up so well against them, especially with no Andre Sveshnikov. I'm not counting Max Pacioretty. He played five games. I'm counting Sveshnikov, though. You don't have Sveshnikov anymore. You have shaky goaltending. Your defense is fine, yeah. But your offense isn't sustainable enough to win these 2-1 games, especially against a team like New York, whose literal identity is boring hockey. They play boring hockey. They keep shots to the outside of the perimeter. You never get a shot on you never get like a high intensity shot. Ilya Sorokin's a beast. And when it comes to game seven, Ilya Sorokin has been there. He has been there. He made he carried two teams back to back to 
the Eastern Conference Finals. I feel like people just forget about that. Like, like the Islanders were there. They were a goal away from being in the Stanley Cup Final. And it was only two years ago. Exactly. Like, the Islanders scare me, and they should scare you too. But they're not the best team in New York. They're not, they're not the best team in New York. They're not the best team in the tri-state area. They're not the best team in the series that they're playing in. Um, this whole, like, Islanders redemption arc thing of, you know, they'll miss the playoffs. Oh, they're going to make the playoffs. Oh, nobody wants to play them in the playoffs. That's just an objective lie. Six of the seven teams that they could have possibly played, yeah, it lucked out for them that they got the one that they probably can beat. Um... Yeah, Sorokin obviously is the best player in that series. But I'm like Carolina, I don't think there's a reason why, you know, they won the Metro. Yeah, this isn't the same team that won all the games leading them to get to that point. But I there's no way that they lose round one to the Islanders. And the Islanders, I'll give a lot of people credit. That is their Sneaky pick, their bold prediction. Everybody is all in on Long Island. UBS Arena, I went there actually against the Hurricanes uh, earlier this season. Ajo on Carolina scored a Hattie. The barn can get rocking, as we all know, but when they're down, like you know that they're down because they're not going to make any noise. It's a boring series, but I, I still think Carolina is... And like you guys said, it may come back to bite you. I feel the same way about Carolina speaking this highly on them. Um, but I just can't see them losing to the Islanders. There were three series that had me shaking that I wasn't confident in. Dallas, Minnesota, New York, and Carolina, and then you, the Rangers versus the Devils. The Rangers versus the Devils, I it's a shot in the dark. Two high-flying offenses. Two teams who are here to stay for a long time. I mean, either team I pick, the other fan base is going to be upset with me. I have Rangers in seven, but I wouldn't be shocked if that's wrong at all. Yeah, I think that's the best first round series for sure. I mean, I have Rangers in seven too. I think Kane was a little bit of a disappointment since coming over. I mean, he still put up some numbers, but I don't think not what I thought it was going to be considering who he was going to be playing with compared to who he was playing with in Chicago. Um, I think the Hughes brothers obviously are nasty. It's awesome that they just picked up Luke at the end of the year there. Um, he sure, he sure stepped up this year. I was, I've was i been really down on him in the past, but he had 80 points in 81 games, 31 goals. Um, I think this Devils team, I just don't think – I don't think they're going to make the jump yet. I think I'll take I'll take guys with experience like Kane Panarin, Trocheck, Tarasenko, Kreider. I mean, these are guys that have been in the playoffs multiple, multiple times. Um, so I have Rangers in seven too. But like Tom just said, if if the Devils won in seven, I I wouldn't be surprised either way. Yeah, I mean, I got I got the Rangers in four. It's just that's the way I see it going. No, but I don't know. Like, it's either the Devils win or the Devils lose, and it's like I'm happy, and then you play who? The winner of Tampa, Toronto? Yeah. No, it would be the winner of Carolina and the Islanders. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, okay. So even better. So it's like, it's either that happens or it's like, you know, like I said to you guys before, little brother comments for the rest of my goddamn life. And it is what it is. But, you know, I, it's nice just seeing that a lot of people are interested in New Jersey Devils hockey for the first time and basically forever. Should be a lot of fun. I feel like both teams play very similar styles. This one, too, comes down to the goaltending. What Shesterkin are you going to get? There's playoff games that he's really good, and there's some playoff games he was, he's was he been really bad. I think, obviously, he's better than Vanacek. I think the Devils' offense is better than the Rangers' offense, and I think defense is a, t- is a real toss-up. So, pucks bounce a few different ways, you know, and that's how it goes. No, I, I 100% agree with you on that. I think you're right. Igor does show up. He doesn't show up. It happens. It doesn't happen. You're just, it's like a it's like a flip of a coin. With that said, I like the odds of a game seven, Shishkirking showing up and making these big saves over Vigic Vanacek. I like Vanacek. He shocked me this year. I did not expect Vanacek to do this good. I saw him play against. I saw him playing Washington. I didn't think he was that good, so I'm glad he stepped up. I'm glad he was up to the challenge. He definitely proved he's here to stay. I I just don't think he has that enough like playoff experience to go in. You let him go early in Game Seven. How do you bounce back? I just don't think he has it yet. He will after that Game Seven. That I believe that's inevitable. No team sweeps. No team wins in five. And I mean. Maybe six in Rangers or Devils, but six is minimum for those two. Yeah, I agree. I think it's awesome also how finally people can lay off Jack Hughes. I mean, he had unbelievable season. He he got so much shit when he was a rookie. And, like, I mean, he, he just didn't have the team around him, and it was so frustrating to see people just keep piling on him when – I mean, if you if you watch hockey, you know how good of a player he is. And it's like these young guys come up. I don't know. How young was he when he got in the league? 19? 18. 18. I mean, like you, you, all these people want an 18-year-old, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm afraid is going to happen to Bedard. I mean, I think Bedard has more potential than Hughes, even though I think Hughes is really, really good. But if, if Bedard goes into – who's got the best shot? It's Columbus or – Anaheim. 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 I mean, what do you realistically expect him to do as a rookie? I mean, I think for him having 60 points and – I mean, the team's not going to – neither of those teams is going to make the playoffs. Bedard could have 100 points and Anaheim's not going to make the playoffs. So, I think this a similar thing happened with Hughes. I hope – I don't think it will happen to Bedard. I really hope it doesn't. But he, you just need to give these guys until they're 21, 22 at least – before, because now, I mean, now Hughes is legit. He's top 15 forward in the NHL this year, maybe top 10, you could argue, too. I mean, I'm just glad that people are finally seeing how good of a player he is. And I do hope this goes seven, because I think he'll be able to show his his skill set and just prove a lot of people wrong. All right, Tom, I know last time you were here, you didn't get to tell everybody what you got going on. This time, please let everybody know where to find you, what you got going on, what you're up to. <laughs> I uh, I have a Twitter, uh, TomDunfer19. You should follow that. I don't really know how to work Twitter. Like, I don't know how to grow a brand, so uh, 
happily follow me and maybe give me suggestions. TikToks, Tom Dunford 19. I'm more of a lacrosse guy. If you like the Premier Lacrosse League or into professional lacrosse and maybe want to check it out, by all means, I could be your lacrosse guy. Uh, Instagram, Tom Dunford 19. It's where I post most of my articles. Uh, and yeah, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. I mean, I know, Josh, like, you don't have anything to plug. I know you just play hockey. You look great doing it. You got good mitts. You play golf sometimes. I miss anything. That's about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll be back at some point to talk about, you know, the tomfoolery that is the NHL playoffs. At some point, who knows when. Uh, Johnny Goudreau's a horror. Puckwave on Instagram. Uh, sending people some stickers. Josh, yours should be there. I don't know. I got them. I'm not home right now, but my mom sent me a picture of the of the envelope. Oh, they yeah. did come in. They came in. Yeah. Damn, that was quick. Sweet. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, yeah. Just follow us on Instagram. Puck wave. Uh, we'll be back sometime soon. Later on. Thanks, guys. Bye.